Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to our series, Simhasana Dvatramsika. Yes? So, we saw last week that um, King Vikramaditya is dead now, and his throne has been buried because there was no other king present at that time who was so capable as a King Vikramaditya. And hence, there was like a... A superior celestial voice that was heard, which suggested that you get the throne buried. And following those instructions, the throne that was studded with so much of gems and the 32 statues, the throne was buried. Okay. Now let us see what happens ahead in this story. Okay. So with that, going ahead into our episode for the day and here we go. The Discovery of the Throne Many years passed since the throne was hidden. Bhoja became the king. During his reign, a Brahmin once prepared a field where the throne had been hidden and planted it with sugarcane, chickpeas and similar crops. The field produced a rich crop and to keep the birds away, the Brahmin built a raised platform upon some high ground which also happened to be the spot where the throne was buried. There he would sit and drive off the birds. Once King Bhoja passed by while out on a hunt with all the princes. The Brahmin was on his platform. Oh King! He called out. This field is in fruit. Come in with your warriors and eat whatever you like. Give the chickpeas to the horses. My life is today fulfilled now that your majesty is my guest. When could I ever have had such an opportunity? The king and his party entered the field. The Brahmin too came down from the platform to drive off some birds which had gathered in a corner. But he protested on seeing the king in the middle of the field. Oh king, what are you doing? This is not right. You are destroying this field which belongs to a Brahmin. If others commit an injustice, we appeal to you. If you yourself are said to act unjustly, who will stop that? It is said, who is there to control a king turned libertine, an elephant gone berserk, and educated people engaged in villainy? There is another thing. Your Majesty knows the laws. How can you destroy the property of a Brahmin? Such properties like poison not to be touched. Thus, poison is not as lethal it is said as the property of a Brahmin which is a real poison. Taking the former kills only the individual but the latter kills his children and grandchildren too. On hearing these words, the king and his entourage quit the field forthwith. At the same time, the Brahmin also returned to the platform after showing off the birds. Oh king, he called out again. Why are you going away? This field is well ripened. Eat the sugar cane. The cucumbers are in fruit. Enjoy them. On the Brahmin's pleas, the king once again returned to the field with his retinue. The Brahmin too came down from the platform to chase the birds and once again protested as before. How strange! 
the king said to himself, When this Brahmin mounts the platform, his mind is filled with generous thoughts. When he comes down, he becomes mean-minded. Let me climb up and see for myself what this is. When King Bhoja ascended the platform, there arose within him an urge to free the whole world from its sufferings, to remove all people's property, to punish the wicked, promote the good and protect the populace in accordance with the law. He felt at that time prepared to sacrifice even his own life if it were needed. He was filled with a deep joy. What a wonderful feel this is. It stimulates such thoughts by itself. It is said, Some things have an innate tendency to spread out by themselves. Like oil dropped in water, a secret confided to a scoundrel, a gift, however small, given to the deserving, and learning imparted to the intelligent. How can I ascertain the power of this field? thought the king. He summoned the Brahmin and asked, Brahmin, how much would you like for this field? Master, you are skilled in everything. There is nothing you do not know. Do whatever is proper. The king is a votable incarnation of the god Vishnu. On whomsoever his gaze descends, the person's miseries and afflictions are destroyed. The king is indeed a wish-fulfilling tree. Now that I have seen you, my misery and poverty are today at an end. As for this field, what does it matter? The king satisfied the Brahmin with payments in cash and kind and took possession of the field. He then ordered an excavation to be commenced beneath the platform. After a pit had been dug to the depth of a man's height, there came into view a beautiful single slab of stone. Under it, there was a magnificent throne made of precious moonstones and studded with all kinds of gems. To it were joined 32 statues, each holding in its hand a jeweled lamp as if for a ceremonial benediction. The extent of this great throne was 32 hands and it was as high as an archer's bow. Waves of bliss swept over King Bhoja's heart when he saw the throne. But when he tried to have it moved in order to take it to the city, it became heavier each time the porters attempted to lift it and could not be budged at all. Why cannot this throne be moved? The king asked his minister. Sir, the latter replied, We do not know whose it is, but this throne is certainly unique and divine. It cannot be moved, nor can you gain it without a fire sacrifice and other religious rituals. The king then sent out for priests and had them perform all the ceremonies. After that, the throne became light and movable by itself. At first, I could not gain this throne, the king told the minister. Thanks to your wisdom, it has now come into my hands. This demonstrates how association with the wise can be a source of both pleasure and profit. Listen, Your Majesty, the minister replied. One who is himself wise but does not pay heed to the wisdom of others will always end in disaster. But you are not like that. You are wise but still isn't a good advice. That is why nothing can come in the way of all that you do. The real minister is one who prevents harmful and accomplishes desirable ends.
observed the king. It is the duty of the minister to act for the benefit of his master, Your Majesty. The minister responded. Moreover, one should know that a state without a minister is useless, like a fort without provisions, good fortune without youth, renunciation without wisdom, peace with the wicked, good sense with hypocrites, love with hard lords, friendship with scoundrels, the slaves' independence, the poor man's rage, the servant's anger, the employer's cordiality, the beggar's home, the strumpet's devotion, honor among thieves and progress among fools. A king should honor the great, heed the wise, cherish gods and priests and follow the path of justice. All these kingly virtues obtain in your majesty. You are best of kings. As for a minister, he too should have certain qualities such as a family tradition of holding office, familiarity with Kamandaki, Chanakya, the Panchatantra and other works on policy, and industry in the pursuit of his master's business. He should fear to sin, protect the populace and control the courtiers. Conformity with the king's inclinations, knowledge of what is proper for each occasion, and prevention of losses to the state are other ministerial virtues. A minister endowed with such attributes is worthy of holding office, just like the minister Bahasruta who saved King Nanda from committing the sin of a Brahmin's murder. How did that happen? King Bhoja asked. Listen to the story, said the minister. And listeners, with that, we end our episode for today. So, King Bhoja is the new king and he has found out the throne. So, there was a very interesting description of how he finds out, right? That he goes to this field which has been made over the land where the throne was buried. And the farmer behaves very differently when he sits atop a hill which which apparently is the place where the throne was actually buried. So there's a mount uh, which has been created on top of that place. And whenever the farmer sits on that mount, he gets the virtues of a true king. He's very generous, yeah? And whenever he gets down from the mount, he behaves like his true self. And that's how the king realizes there's something different. There's some superior power that's there in that mount. And he buys over the field, he dugs it out, and he uh, he discovers this magnificent throne which was gifted to King Vikramaditya by Lord Indra. And uh, now with some uh, prayers and rituals, he acquires the throne. And then he and his minister has a discussion about how a minister is very important for a king's well-being and for his you know ruling, for his good a character and the way he rules a kingdom. And now the minister is about to tell the story of uh, one another such minister who um, helped King Nanda from a, from a very extreme situation. Yeah. So in the next episode, we will be hearing to this tale that the minister is now reciting to King Bhoja. Okay. So that let's wrap up today's episode. And if you have any queries, any suggestions, any feedbacks, don't hesitate to drop your comments at the email id issue underscore kata at outlook.com 
or you can also reach out to the Twitter handle at the rate Roshni SK and I'll be eager to hear from you. Okay? So with that, I'll see you soon next week. Until then, stay safe, take care and have a great, great week ahead. See you soon, listeners. Bye-bye.